I want to read to you from the Psalms, uh, Psalm 62. My soul waits in stillness only for God. For from him comes my expectation. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my strong tower. I will not be moved. On God, my salvation and my glory is the rock of my strength. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart in his presence. God is our refuge. Selah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful holy word. We ask, Father, that you would bind us to your word and to Messiah Jesus as well. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. When we study the Old Testament according to a weekly outline, uh, we will find that every weekly portion that we read will connect to something that is happening in the world today. And we find this to be true in this week's portion of the book of Numbers, chapter 13, which is called Shalach in Hebrew. And it means sin. I'm not going to read all of chapter 13, but, but there are some parts of it that I want to highlight, starting with verse 1. The Lord directs Moses to send men to spy out the land of Canaan, the promised land. And Moses sends them out to search out the land. He tells them, he gives them several directions. He tells them, go to the south, go to the mountains, see what the land is like. What are the people like? Are the people weak? Are they strong? Are they few? Are they many? Is the land where they dwell, is it good? Is it bad? What are the cities like? Is the ground rich or is it poor? Do they have forests? And at the end, he directs them to bring back some fruit. In other words, bring back something good for us to partake of. But these 12 spies, as we've come to call them, they don't bring back something good. They bring back grapes, yes, these oversized giant grapes. But they give the congregation, Moses and Aaron, a negative report about this promised land. Ten out of the 12 that had gone into the land said that the land does indeed flow with milk and honey, that it is wonderful, but the people who dwell in the land are strong. There are giants in the land. Now at this point, the congregation is getting upset at this bad report, but Caleb quiets them down and says, we can do this. Let's go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. But the people are filled with fear, and they complained against Moses. They defamed God. They complained against Aaron. They said, if only we had stayed in Egypt, because now we're going to die in this wilderness. Well, that's a rather short summation of the chapter. But Moses tells them not so much to spy 
but to explore. The word that is translated as spying out in verse 2 is from the Hebrew word tor. And it's better defined as seeking out, exploring, or touring, which makes sense. They are being sent as tourists. Think of a vacation that you took where you went to a place you'd not been before and you just wanted to take it all in. That's the general idea. And when they come back, they say that the land is flowing with milk and honey, but the people are strong. The word used here for but is efes. It actually indicates a negation of everything that has gone on before. It's as if they are saying, yes, the land is rich and it's bountiful, but that means nothing for us because the people are too strong for us. Or to say it this way, God may have provided for us before. God may have worked miracles in our sight and in our life beforehand, but none of that matters now because this is too strong for God. The people are too strong. Spies go on to say that, that we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And there's a spiritual intellectual lesson for us in this, that the way that you feel about yourself, you feel like the way that, that you see yourself, you feel like others see you the very same way. The way that we perceive ourselves is how we think that others perceive us. Low self-esteem leads to paranoia, lack of faith, lack of trust. It's a negative. But how did God view these men? He didn't view them as insignificant like grasshoppers. He saw them as the leaders that he had called them to be. So the question for us is, how do you see yourself? Who does Jesus say you are? How does God see you? What does God think about you? I can tell you it's all good, but ask God. God, how do you see me? What do you think of me? Knowing how God sees you is life-changing. It renews your mind and your whole being. It's important to us to know how God sees us. It's not a coincidence that this is the week that we read this portion of scriptures in Numbers 13. Let's just do a quick comparison. The Israelites are getting ready to venture out into a new land, a new world for them. Things aren't going to be the same as they were before. They're going to be doing things differently in this new land. And they are moving forward, or at least they are supposed to move forward as God has called them to do. After being secluded in the desert for so long. And today, for us, we find ourselves venturing out, getting ready to venture out. After being in isolation for so long, we are moving forward, entering into something new. Slowly, but moving forward nonetheless. And there's a lot of hesitancy for some people. 
because it's a new thing. It's a new world, new circumstances, a new way of doing things. And there is so much going on in the world around us right now. Aside from the pandemic, there is a global call for justice. There are riots, protests, some peaceful, some not so much. And all of this is going on globally. Something to think about is when something is happening in this world, something is also happening in the spirit as well. We need to keep this in mind because God is not just sitting up in heaven with his arms crossed, watching, doing nothing. God is busy. God is at work. And we have to know this. And so we find ourselves at this time, like the Israelites, getting ready to enter into this new way of doing things. And how do we handle it? As I've said before, and, and I, I know that, that, that others have, have said as well, that the Bible is our map to life. The Bible brings us here to this specific scripture at this time for a reason. Like the spies, it is easy to have fear. Now, obviously, we're not entering into the promised land, but as we begin to reopen amid COVID and with national-wide protests for increased justice, which I totally agree with, will we enter into this new land with fear or with faith? Will we keep walking forward into this new terrain with God? Each of us individually and as a congregation we have decisions to make. We take a look at this scripture, at this portion, and the reaction of the ten, and Caleb's reaction. Will we take the route of the ten and remain fearful and say we can't, we can't move forward? We need to stay the same and not make any changes. We need to try and, and as best we can to get things back to the way they used to be because after all, there are giants in the land. God may have done this for us in the past. God may have shown up here and there before, but efface, none of that means anything because this is bigger than God. And who are we? We're small and insignificant like grasshoppers. Is this our response? Is this how we are going to respond to what God is doing in the spiritual realm at this point in time? Or are we going to be like Caleb and rise up and say, we can do this. We can overcome. We have God's promises. This doesn't mean that we ignore the negative aspects that are going on. We acknowledge these, but we search for and we find the divine 
in everything. We look for God and what he is doing. We maintain our focus on our Heavenly Father and his desires. Just exactly what we went through stating with the liturgy this morning. But I feel like I need to specify here just for clarity that in regards to this virus, we need to be cautious. There is absolutely nothing wrong with taking safety measures as the Lord expects us to use the wisdom that he gives us. But we must be mindful of our language and our words, of our actions. Let's not allow our words to negate, efface everything that God has done for us. We are to use wisdom and trust God as we move forward and not just in the area of this pandemic, but as we move forward in life, as we move forward in our faith and in our community. Let's remember how Moses sends out the 12. He sends them to seek. He tells them, look around, take it all in. Check out the land and all that is there. But go with the idea of being a pilgrim. You're just a tourist. Isn't that what we are? Moses says, go and receive, go and perceive. Perceive becomes more than just looking with the eyes. It is to regard, to feel, to understand, to learn and enjoy. See beyond the limits. Take in the divine. The men that Moses sent out were given an opportunity to see with their spiritual eyes. Even though our world today seems like it is in chaos and turmoil, look beyond the natural. Look beyond what the news is wanting you to see. Look with the spiritual eyes that God has given you. Moses, in this scripture, is saying to us today, strive to see the good. Seek out the divine and everything around you because it is there. There's still good happening in this world because God is in this world among us. Jesus said himself, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. It's present. Moses is saying, take it all in. Seek, look, be amazed because all throughout this world, there's a bit of God in everything. We can find God. I remember a couple of years ago when I was having heart issues. I was really struggling. And I'll never forget that just out of nowhere, God spoke to me and said, there is peace in the midst of chaos. We need to keep that in mind. We, we are meant 
to enjoy life. Everything around us should be wondrous to us. We can't let the negatives, along with the daily chores, those things that become mundane or monotonous, we can't let those take away the joy of what God's desire is for you. Enjoy the journey, because that is where the pleasure is in the journey. But remember, it's not your home. Your home is elsewhere. It is eternal. Remember what Caleb said as we enter into this new land, into this new way of doing things. Remember what Caleb's words, we can do this. We are able. We can overcome. And believe, know that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and you are all partners together in this journey. They are with us as we step into this new era. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you are doing. Even those things that are unseen, the times that we wonder where you are. We thank you that you are ever present. You are never any closer than those times that we think you are distant. We thank you for who you are and for what you are doing. Help us to be more like Caleb. Help us to be mindful of the words we speak and the actions and our responses. We trust you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.